Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all things gaming. I am your host, Zero, and today we're actually starting episode 11 of the Zero's Game Room podcast. Now, normally... You know, the first 10, I'm considering that like season one of this series, and this is a series I want to continue. But the first 10, I wanted to make sure I always had a guest with me. But you know, being a podcast doesn't necessarily mean I always need a guest, but I do openly hand out that invitation. If you want to be on Zero's Game Room, all you have to do is hit me up on Twitter or hit me up on Facebook at Zero's Game Room and uh, Zero's Gaming Room for Facebook and at Zero's Game Room for Twitter. And I would love to have you on. And we can talk about a multitude of things. As long as it's video game related, we are golden video game related. Can I speak today? But the thing we're going to be covering today, uh, it's a little bit of E3 recap. I do realize that, you know, E3 was like forever ago, but I have been doing my research on all the video games. And some of them I've kind of like... I've weeded out what I really want to talk about. The games, you know, first things first that I wanted to get it out of the way is Fire Emblem Warriors. Now, uh, for those of you who do not know or haven't been keeping up with everything, Fire Emblem Warriors is basically like a Dynasty Warriors game with Fire Emblem characters. Now, Nintendo has gone and they have done this before with Hyrule Warriors where, you know, you played characters from The Legend of Zelda and you went out and, you know, you kicked butt, you controlled an army, but the the game, the core mechanics all came from Dynasty Wars. Now, that's the same thing they're doing with Fire Emblem Warriors. Now, they were only able to demo a couple of things off. The things I did sir, were, in particular, was Ryoma. You know, he's from the Fire Emblem Fates uh, series. And that's, I think that's my biggest gripe, you know. If you like the Dynasty Warrior games, you know, you like just kicking butt, just going around with an army and with Fire Emblem it's a dream come true. But one thing I have noticed, and this, you know, this might just be my minor point, is that they have a bunch of Fire Emblem Awakening and Fire Emblem Fates heroes. Now, there's two sides to this argument. One, okay, that's cool. A lot of people like Fire Emblem Awakening. A lot of people like the characters. Same thing kind of goes for Fire Emblem Fates. A lot of people like the characters, especially Birthright was the weakest of the entry and you know the Fire Emblem Fates games weren't my biggest favorite they might have been yours and that's totally okay they just weren't for me necessarily but the characters were they were favorite especially your favorite waifu and everything you know but I do think they should include more Fire Emblem characters you know they what with what they recently did with Fire Emblem Echoes you know Shadows of Valencia they remade a years in your old game it's the second one in the series it's the black sheep you know and i hope and i'm pretty sure they will you know with dlc and stuff include more characters from different games of course they're gonna have the classics crom marth you know the the characters that people recognize but i think it would be really cool if they offered up dlc with like different characters again this game is very early in development so a lot can change a lot can happen you know but that is definitely a game that i I'm looking forward to another game that I am looking forward to, but probably won't be able to play it, is the Nintendo Switch, because I don't own one necessarily yet, uh, is Mario Odyssey. You know, Mario has always been a series that you you love to play, you know? It's simple mechanics. It's pick up and play. You don't gotta learn much. You don't need much story. You don't need much 
anything, really, if you're being honest. You got your power-ups, you go on an adventure, and Mario Odyssey being this big open world, I think is amazing. On top of that, you have all these interesting mechanics. You know, at first, when they first showed it to us, it was kind of odd seeing Mario in the city, which looked like New York. But then, as you're learning more about the mechanics, it's very, very culturally filled. You know, you have, like... Uh, the Sahara, I, what looks like the Sahara Desert, you've got like oasises, you've got like little, I don't want to say, you know, I'm Hispanic, but I feel like there's like a little Hispanic town, a little Latino town, and like New York City, and there's just so much content, and on top of that, I really, really like the, the mechanics that go with the hat, that the hat has eyes, you can take control of your enemies, And you have to use that to solve puzzles, to progress, to keep moving forward, you know? And the the hat actually offers co-op. Like, you could have a person who will take control over using the Joy-Cons that can take over the hat. You know, I don't necessarily know how it'll all work, but somebody can control the hat. And, like, you can place yourself, you know, in a certain position so Mario can jump on it and reach, you know for other places. Now, I do believe you can do it by yourself, you know, if you toss it and you hold it there, because that's kind of how the mechanic works. You toss the hat, you hold it, and you can take over enemies, and you use that to progress, but somebody else you can have with you, and you can explore that, and I think that's a really interesting mechanic. That's something Mario that hasn't done. It's a new power-up, but it's not, and Nintendo has done this before. If you've played The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap, you would know that your hat talked to you, and it gave you information, and it helped you through your quest, and that's kind of what they're doing here. You know, it has eyes. It, it seems to be able to talk from the trailers. It says little Japanese words here and there. But it communicates with you. And it's a partner, you know, in essence. And I really like the idea that you can take control of your enemies. You can be a bullet bill and fly around and explore. You can be a Koopa. And you solve those puzzles. Because there's some things that Mario can do. And there's some things that Mario can't do that you would need an enemy, you know, to complete it. So that's definitely... Uh, both games are for the Switch, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors and Mario Odyssey. As you can see, I'm very passionate about Mario Odyssey, and Fire Emblem Warriors is one of those games that I don't necessarily would want to get. I mean, I do love Fire Emblem, so I would, but I don't have a Switch at the, t- at the moment of recording this, but I digress. Another game that I am definitely looking forward to is Metroid Return of Samus for the 3DS. Oh my gosh, I, you know... There's a couple of game series that, like, I keep close to my heart. And I feel like Metroid is one of those series that just does not get enough love. Am I wrong? And that, like, Metroid really needs to have more love, you know? And they, this year's E3, not only did they announce, you know, the, they confirmed Metroid Prime 4, but they actually are remaking Metroid 2, which, if you remember, Metroid 2 was on the brick of a Game Boy. The screen was really small. People have played it, don't get me wrong. It's it's considered a classic, you know, because it's part of the Metroid series. But a lot of the times, people, like, don't pick it up. And it's a really fun game because you learn more about the Metroids and, like, the different formations of the Metroids. And I love the idea that this is being ported to 3DS. And Nintendo has gone on to state, quote, they decided to go with the 3D... Oh, this is, I guess, a paraphrased quote. They have decided to go with the 3DS as opposed to the Nintendo Switch because they kind of want to keep the essence of it being a handheld. Because that Metroid game was a handheld. And they like the idea of 
two screens. You know, the top screen, you have Samus, you're shooting around, and on the bottom, you have the map, so there's no need to pause. A game that I think of is, like, they actually did it pretty well. Metro Fusion had the map, like, in the upper right corner, and you could expand on it, but, you know, it's, they're really using the screens to your advantage. You're going around, exploring, doing what you do, being Samus, shooting things up, exploring, but on the bottom screen, you have your map, so you could, like, you know, literally see where you're going, because I do remember, if I recall, Metroid 2 had a really, I don't even think it had a map, it, I know Metroid 1 didn't, and Metroid 2, I think, had it, but it was really bad. Metroid 1 is, like, if you're gonna play Metroid 1, play Metroid Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance. It's a remake of Metroid 1, but so much better, added story, and there's a map. Play that one. I have a buddy of mine who actually went and played, uh, Metroid 1, and he drew his own map, you know, which kudos to you. But yeah, Metroid Returns, uh, Return of Samus is definitely something that you should definitely put on your wish list because it's, it's Metroid 2. And, you know, this is something that Nintendo, I feel like, is getting the hang of a little bit. Right now, they're doing pretty awesome. Okay, you know, with the releases of, like, Fire Emblem Echoes, I know it didn't do too well in Japan, but I have my own couple theories on that, which I can't briefly talk about. I feel like it didn't sell as well in Japan, because one, Japan did get Fire Emblem 2. Fire Emblem 2 didn't come out in the States, well, granted, you could, you know, buy a Super Famicom, play it in Japanese, or, you know, there's patches out there and emulate it, but they got two. So... You know, they don't really want... They could, you know, they could be like, oh, I loved it, or they didn't love it, because the mechanics are very different in that game. But two, the ROM was actually released, like, two weeks early in Japan, so they were playing it for free, like, a week or two in advance before the game actually was released. So, if people got their hands on it, and they were able to play it on their PC, or however they, you know, downloaded the ROM and play it, they didn't want to go out and spend another 40 bucks, you know? So that's why I feel like it didn't sell too well. But in the States, you know, I think people... I don't want to say... Fire Emblem Echoes is a perfect game by any stretch of the means. Is it a good game? Definitely. Would I recommend it? I don't know. Honestly, if you're a hardcore Fire Emblem fan, I would say yes. Because it is very black sheep. Very black sheep. It, it it's, The mechanics are very different, but it has an interesting gameplay. Honestly, if you're an entry-level person, and you can hate on this all you want, I tell people, play Fire Emblem Awakening. Or... Even better, play first the Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance games. If you have the opportunity, the cash, or if you emulate it, what have you, play those. Because those are the OG that I feel have, like, very similar, you know, mechanics. Because Fire Emblem Awakening is very, very broken. As in, you can have your characters megaton overpowered. But Echoes, very different mechanics. Very different, very kind of out there, you know? The, the whole equipping of a weapon system and just using some of your health for your spells, but it does create a different atmosphere. But then again, that is why it is the Black Sheep. But those are the three DS games. But another three DS game that I am super, super excited about. And I feel like, you know, I might be repeating myself on this because these games I picked out of E3 because I'm really excited for. Unlike, I have mixed feelings about Ultra Sun and Moon. Because it's like Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. It's the only Pokemon game I didn't actually go through and complete. Because it felt too similar. I, I do know it was different. But just for me, it just didn't feel right. 
but you know maybe pokemon sun uh because pokemon black and white i was iffy about so black two and white two i was eh but i loved pokemon sun and moon so maybe ultra sun and ultra moon will be good but that's all i really have to say about that a game that was announced and i couldn't believe it because i love this series i really do it's mario and luigi superstar saga plus bowser's minions wow I have so many memories with Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. I actually remember, fun fact, or a little story time. When I first bought Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, the reason I even got the game in the first place, I was a little kid. I don't even remember how old I was. It was Christmas time. And all I wanted that Christmas was the year that Kirby and the Amazing Mirror came out. Okay, for the Game Boy Advance. That's all I wanted. And I would like talk about it all the time. I would have magazine clippings and like I would talk about the commercial. I wanted that game. And don't get me wrong. I love that game. But my mom caught wind of it and she bought it for me that Christmas. Unfortunately, so did my sister. So I was going to get two copies. But I guess I found this all, all out later. Since they both talked about what game they got me, my sister, I opened up my sister's present first and it was Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. I was ecstatic. I didn't even want to open the rest of my present. So I went, slapped it in my Game Boy Advance and started playing it, started loving it. And then, moving forward, my mom, I guess, pulled my sister inside and said, I got the same game for him. What do we do? And so my sister was like, here, why don't I'll give you the money, whatever it was, like 40 bucks or whatever, give it to, you know, give it to him and he can go buy another game, you know? And my mom was kind of felt kind of bad about that, you know, because taking my sister's money. But my sister was totally for it. And so that's what they did. They returned the game. I think they actually got either store credit or something like that and but the point is i was given money instead i don't know what actually actually i don't know what happened to the other copy of amazing mirror i guess they returned it back some other day or something but that same christmas or the day after christmas i do believe we went to the mall and there was a store called game quest i don't know if anybody else had it in the world but i loved it it had like on the walls they had these like I don't even know what to call them. They were like panels and they were like lined up and each panel held about five games and each like section had like for Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, GameCube because GameCube, PS2 and like you would flip through these panels and each panel would go like it was a column panel and they would have five or six games each. And then I saw Mario and Luigi and I'm being a little kid. I love Mario and Luigi. I bought Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. I loved the hell out of that game i felt like i kind of ignored kirby and the amazing mirror but since then i've actually followed the series mario and luigi superstar saga mario and luigi partners in time mario and luigi bowser's inside story mario and luigi dream team and the only one i haven't played was the mario and luigi paper jam but you know maybe one day i'll get my hands on it if it's on sale somehow i would love to play that game but fire going back to this not fire emblem mario and luigi superstar saga plus bowser's minions is the remake of the original with added content the bowser's minions thing so first things first mario luigi superstar saga it's gonna have the graphics that the last couple 3ds games have which are beautiful so i'm excited for that alone plus i think there's extra content but the bowser's minions portion it's a whole separate like i don't want to even call it a mini game because it's a lot of content and when you look at the gameplay it looks very very confusing it seems kind of like like a horde of enemies are all over you. But there is some strategy to it. Because you have Captain Goomba and you use like a little bit of a strategy. And you do level up your units. I'm going to call them units. And they gain experience. And as you battle, you you know, and you recruit Shy Guys, Koopas, Babams, And they do different things. 
and it's very Contraville. But the thing that makes it great is it's so different. And it looks chaotic when you look at it. But it's not. Like, there is a system to it, you know? And being the captain, you have certain commands you can do. Because you're given command points. And those command points can be used during the battle to do, you know, rally, maybe defend, come back. There's different things you can do. And as you level up your characters, obviously you're going to get a lot stronger and you'll take out different armies. And they're like, it's kind of done in waves. Like, let's say you did a level and there's like two or three waves of enemies. And that's kind of what you do. I'm excited for it, you know? And Bowser's Minions, it's basically the story of what happens. Because if you didn't play Mario Luigi and Superstar Saga at the beginning of the game, the Koopa Cruiser crashes. And this basically says what happens to Bowser's Minions in the meantime so there's different mechanics as opposed to Mario Luigi Superstar Saga the remake which is like a turn-based I love that game I am recommending that to you right now out of all the games that I'm probably going to talk about other than the last game I'm going to briefly talk about is Mario Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minion because it's a fun turn-based RPG with fun like the game is pretty humorous like the series is known for their humor definitely definitely a pickup the last thing i want to talk about as we're wrapping up is crash insane trilogy it is two days away as of of me recording this it is june 28th and it comes out the 30th definitely definitely need to pick this up it's the first three crash games remastered for ps4 and i do believe xbox one uh but it might be just ps4 actually now that i'm thinking about it yeah i'm pretty sure it's only for ps4 because it's a sony thing naughty dog Duh. But regardless, the first three Crash games to play are amazing. And I've already seen footage. People have actually ordered it on eBay, fun fact, and they got it early. It, they were playing it since this past Saturday. So they're going to have it like a whole week ahead, which seems a bit unfair. But, you know, it's just one of those things. But definitely a game to pick up because the Crash trilogy has a special place in my heart. And, you know... Through the years, Crash has kind of had some interesting changes. The only real other games other than like the original Crash Trilogy and Crash Team Racing, the only other one I really liked other than Nitro Racing uh, was Crash of the Titans. It was different, yes, and but the other games and spinoffs, not the biggest fan. So Crash really needed this. Crash has been gone, has been dormant for about, what, like a decade now? No new Crash game nothing i think the last game was in 2007 2006 so it is about time or actually maybe in 2008 actually i think that's when crash of the titans came out but that's what we need we need to give this you know this i feel like this uh series is definitely needing this reboot and i think it's only going to go about for 40 bucks so definitely check out crash insane trilogy i'm going to pick mine up are you going to pick up yours so out of all these games that we've talked about today what are some of your favorite things that happened about e3 I want to know. So hit me up on Twitter at Zero's Game Room and let's talk about all these fun filled games and what, you know, what are your, the games you're looking for? I didn't talk about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, but I am going to sprinkle this in at the end. Zero is back in it. I thought he wasn't going to come back because they had Mega Man X. But on that note, thank you for enjoying the podcast and I will see you on the flip side. But definitely another thing the podcast is back. Again, if you would like to be on it, all you have to do is hit me up on Twitter. But thank you for enjoying Zero's podcast, Zero's Game Room. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at 
Trekit on Twitter and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook at Zero's Gaming Room and on Twitter at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG with a definite re.